0: Okay, so as some of you might know, I spend a lot of my time outside trying to be as active as I can, but now that I have a daughter, I'm finding myself, uh, I'm indoors, obviously, a lot more. And I'm doing a lot more research on things I should be eating, drinking, uh, supplements I should be taking, and also air quality. So there's two main topics that are crucial uh, to our lives that I think we don't really fully grasp how important it is, and that is water, the type of water that we're taking, you just can't drink from the tap, it's not the best water for you. And then the air, we don't realize how polluted our air is. And we think our HVAC and our AC filters do the job, but bottom line, they don't. So after doing all the research, I found fresh air matters. And uh, they've been nice enough to actually send me one of these uh, desktop purifiers. And I got to tell you, after just using it for a few weeks, because I'm at my desk like all day, uh, I have seen a big difference. Not just the overall air quality, but how my nose reacts. You know, I used to get like a stuffy nose halfway through the day. And I thought it was uh, maybe what I was eating or maybe some allergies or something, but it's not. It's actually the air that's inside my home. And having a good air purifier has really done wonders. And Fresh Air Matters actually specializes in creating a healthy indoor environment by improving the air quality with some of their services and a lot of other air purifiers like this one. But if you don't want to invest in that, hey, I get it. But I think you should eventually. But at the minimum visit freshairmatters.com and you can actually check the air quality where you live. And that's completely for free on their site. But if you do want to check out one of their air purifiers, check the description below in the episode notes. And because you listen to this podcast, you can get a discount at freshairmatters.com.
1: It's not that there isn't an abundance of these opportunities. Sure. There's a huge demand for content creators. What they're used to having right now is you work with the content creator on a short-term basis, on a project-per-project basis. But then you don't realize how much time you're also spending finding content creators that fit your target audience, that also properly represent your brand, that yeah. you know will understand what your brand image is and represent it properly. you just funny. It's, it's just funny. You yeah. know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how?
0: Come here. Come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? I like to get right into it. I don't, yeah. uh, the the introductions and all that type of stuff, I always leave kind of in the description below. But um, I'm glad you're on because, you know, as long as we've known each other, uh, we, we've gotten a chance to to work on a lot of different projects together. And whether it's UGC Shop or high Creators, I just I love what you guys are doing because I'm such a fan of creators and always, Same. always has been for a while, as, as I know you and the team are. And it's, it's very difficult now. I've worked with a couple companies in the past because um, I've been a content creator for five, six years and as well as a podcaster. And I've never like found a company that, a good example is like the company I worked for before where they didn't treat creators as they are the future. Right. Because in, in my opinion, you look at like, you know, a good example would be like an artist, right? Like this, a painter back in 16th century, they looked at those people like, that profession's never gonna, Last, Like, what are you doing using these brushes on canvas? You're so weird, Michelangelo. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Fast forward. Now, you know, painting is an art and it's it's something that people aspire to be. And I look at creators parallel to technology continuing to grow. Not a lot of companies are adapting. Right. Right. And they're not giving creators the platforms that they need to essentially kind of be like, you know, I don't want to say the next influencers. I don't even know if there's a word for it, you know, because yeah. the influencer trend, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like that was like a trend that came and went pretty quickly. The Kim Kardashians of the world kind of started it. And now it's like, you know, if you're a celebrity and you're on my feed, most likely I know you're trying to sell something, but exactly. what's cool, right? But what's cool about creators is like, it's, yeah, sometimes there might be a sponsor post or sometimes there might be something that they're promoting, but more often than not, a creator to me is like an artist. It's a, it's that person that maybe has a cool piece of equipment they want to show me, or maybe it's a Mr. Beast that wants to create these fun, entertaining videos that, you know, he also donates a lot to philanthropy and has these charities, and he also is launching these other products. And then you look at a guy like Logan Paul, who's also like entertaining us being a wrestler and a boxer. And yeah. it's just like the creator is such a broad career
1: absolutely
0: right there's not a lot of companies that are embracing that so i
1: think there's been a bit of a shift as well in the industry i believe from the when we started out around four years ago at this point, we believe that everyone could be a content creator, right? And that was the point of UGC, is to make um, content creation, for, 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 first of all, accessible to more than just influencers, for just regular people that are essentially part of your target audience and who could relate or who could relate to your product or your service in an authentic and genuine way. So, at the beginning of kind of like that that shift within the creator economy. We were all under the same understanding that everyone could be a content creator, right? Because it's UGC, it's real, it's authentic, etc. But then. After working with a ton of brands over the course of the past four years, that's when I started realizing myself as well that, sure, everyone can be a content creator. But not everyone is actually a content creator, right? Mm -hmm. Because it takes way more than just shooting content that is something that you would actually buy for yourself or a service that you would actually need for yourself. But there's so many factors that also come in play, which is one understanding your the actual brand that you're representing so the brand image that's that's supposed to be consistent that's supposed to be also consistent with what the brand wants to reflect on their social media or you know Mm -hmm. um and of course understanding the requirements of the brief what is the project about um and then explaining it in like truly a way that is attractive to customers and
0: oh i I still got you i just switched camera oh okay (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: so so yeah it takes more than just creating content you have to create content that is consistent with the brand brief that is consistent with the brand image that you can um, submit on time following the exact requirements so yes everyone could become a content creator but Not everyone Mm -hmm. is. And that's something that I think a lot of companies also try to figure, started figuring it out a bit later on in in the game. But that also comes with a cost, right? Because you have all these brands that are going and they're recruiting content creators to work for their projects, but they actually have no idea what they're asking for besides the fact that they just need like a video that could convert convert well or could perform well for their video ads or their social media. So Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of brands now, especially as we're approaching 2024, I think it's something crazy that I looked up. I forget. I did a blog post on it, but it was, I want to say it was over a hundred. I'm going to have to link this up below. This is going to drive me crazy, but it's a, (laughs) it's a asinine number where there's like 200 million. I think there's 200 million active creators currently.
1: Yeah. I'm not even shocked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know, but you go back, I don't know, five years and people would laugh if you said you wanted to be a content creator, but you know, they didn't even understand
1: what content creator means. When we started UGC shop, for example, we actually had to have full on sections explaining what is UGC? Like what specifically is user generated content? How is that different from uh, influencers? Um, how is that different from influencer marketing? Right? So This is not a new profession per se. There's always right. been people representing brands. It's been the models, the actors, the influencers. But the the term itself has changed lately, that's right. and of course, with the big boom of the creator economy.
0: Yeah, and you know that's something I'll I'll link my blog post uh, here for the listeners that aren't just watching. But um, uh, the research I did was the creator mark the creator the creator economy itself in 2024, is going to be worth over $104 billion. So you look at like something, again, yeah, that's crazy. Because five, yeah, five years ago, again, it's like, you know, you only thought to yourself that um, Kim Kardashian's of the world, the Logan Pauls, these these folks are the only ones that are going to be able to profit in this uh, creator economy. But now the creator economy is kind of like this umbrella, and what lives below it is Yeah, content creation influencers, but as you mentioned, UGC, which UGC Shop, which we're going to get into, but that has kind of paved the way for user-generated content, which UGC is. I think, again, I'd love to get your opinions since you're Mm. running the show here, but I think that has really expanded the content creator world because I think we always looked at content creators as like this certain beacon of they're on this pedestal of creating high quality YouTube videos. That's what we thought as content creators, but now we're realizing, oh, I could do everything from my phone, yeah, and be a content and perhaps creator. Perhaps
1: a lot of the times, this actually converts way better than professionally shot content.
0: Sure, and you know, obviously, I know the research behind this, but yeah. wh- what do you think? What do you think is your your opinion on why that is, why is U- UGC right now, who knows if it's gonna be like this in five years, but why is UGC yeah. right now, why is that so interesting to the consumer on their phones when they're looking at these videos?
1: I don't specifically think that it started now, now. I think that actually started like right at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe right before, actually. Mm. I think the switch, the, the switch really happened, um, like I said, in 2020. I think at this point, um, it was the beginning of COVID. No one was understanding what was going on. In terms from the brand perspective or from the advertiser perspective, um, us as an agency, we just kind of assumed at the beginning of the pandemic that due to all this uncertainty, people were going to decrease their ad spend budget, right? Until they understand what's going on, et cetera. But what ended up happening is the complete opposite. Advertisers and brands We're pretty much relying solely online since all the retailers were closed down, all the Mm. physical stores are closed down. They needed to switch everything online, essentially. So what ended up happening is that they started increasing their ad spend budgets, increasing their advertising campaigns online, which requires what? Which requires a ton of creative ads as well. And, you know... Mm. There's so, so much that you can run with the same video ad before it reaches the state of what we call ad fatigue, which is people have gotten used to it. There's kind of scrolling subconsciously at this point. Right. So that's really, I think, in my opinion, when the, swi- the switch happened. So we found ourselves needing more and more content to supply all the advertisers that we had in the agency but then, at that point, we didn't have any access to our professional videographers, to the studios that we usually shoot in, to the models or the actors that we would have traditionally hired to do video ads, etc. And we needed to get, you know, creative in terms of how can we get this consistent content, but also that was um, that was um, cost effective, right? Because sure. this wasn't a point in. In, in in history where brands were just going crazy and spending crazy amounts of money blindly, no. This is where people had to actually be a bit more conscious about where their money is going and how they're allocating their budget. So that's when we had to allocate part of the advertising budget that they had into creative ads, but we needed to figure out a way to get more content mm-hmm. that is relatable, that is cost effective, and most importantly, that was quick for us to produce. And really, that's where, well, at least for us, that's where UGC shop um, started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, just a, a great platform uh, as a creator, if you know you you have the skills required um and and, you know people can visit that i'll leave all the links and everything below but uh i want to talk about ugc shop but i also want to talk about higher creators yeah because higher creators to me as a content creator again it's just it it was always a challenge to to find work (laughs) Yeah,
1: and and if anybody's a content creator out
0: there listening or watching it's like the dm
1: <laughs> I know the DM game.
0: The DM game is the it's templates, tough. Templates, shooting
1: oh. out messages left and right. Yeah. sending your portfolio. Making yeah, Tempa you know, profiles. That's right.
0: <laughs> and you know also, I mean, there's there's some great tools out there like Canva where you can create sure. a portfolio, and you know, but you also got to think because this thing has been around for a while now. Um, similar to how like you would shoot out an email to somebody. Eventually, someone looks at that email and be like, "Oh, that that dude sent it to twenty people today." You yeah. know, it it becomes a, a very mundane, very uh, sure. if you're a brand, right? If you're yeah. a brand and you're looking at that DM, most of the time, a lot of content creators stick with the same template. I mean, of course, if you're listening out there and you want to shoot a DM, I think that's a great way to do it. I still do it even to the day in 2023, going five years into this thing, and out of a hundred DMs, I might get like five to ten. Um, that might chances are
1: probably with the smaller brands as well, I would assume, right? right? It's usually the smaller brands that do not get as many of these messages and then they check out your profile and they see, okay, this could be a good match.
0: Exactly. And, you know, again, that's also the thing to where you're relying on that brand to kind of have, um, the, the bandwidth to be able to handle those DMs, right? Because again, if you're like a brand, like, I don't know, just throwing it out there, um, the NFL. Right. right. If if you're a brand and you're the NFL and you're a Dolphins fan and you want to send out a DM to the NFL, you're not going to get a response. For um, sure. Even those smaller brands, then the challenge becomes, do they even have a team of people running social media? And if they do, how are you going to get a hold of those people? Oh, they're going to give you an email address and you got to shoot an email. And now all this time, is it really worth it to do it? And the answer is maybe at first it's good practice because you want to build up a portfolio and talk well, to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, what I love about Higher Creators is it really gives people a platform to not only go on the platform to find creators, but it's just a great way to kind of build that community because I think that's what we're lacking in the content creator space is you just don't really have like a a company that's, it's a one-stop shop where you can go and and really connect with with fellow creators. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Higher Creators and how it works.
1: For sure. So um, so as you know, UGC Shop is essentially a platform where we connect um, content creators with brands that are looking for people to, like I said, represent them to shoot content on their behalf for their social media and for their ads. So the point, the entire point of UGC Shop initially when we started it out is to make it simple to make that connection between the content creators and the brands, because that was not something that was easily accessible. There were no UGC agencies at that point. They were strictly agencies doing professional content so just having that link or that liaison between the content creators and the brand was really a new concept that we had created right so Mm -hmm. we wanted to streamline it and automate it to essentially remove all sorts of barriers where you can have like let's say room for error or miscommunication and passing on wrong information between the brand and the content creator Mm. but UGC shop was always meant to be on a like short-term basis. So it's like, let's do a project for this campaign. Let's launch this new product. Um, I'm just getting started with um, with UGC. So how do I go about it? And that's when UGC comes in and we are essentially like a concierge that handles everything from A to Z for the brand and the content creator. So at this point, in UGC shop at least within that internal like operation the brand never speaks to the creator directly right the point of doing it through us is because they're looking for us to handle everything for them on their behalf but like everything in life and specifically within this industry things are constantly changing right mm-hmm. so even from four years ago till now the need for a brand or an app or a service provider or a game for content has increased significantly. Mm -hmm. Now, before, I mean, before you used to look on social media, let's say back then when we only had, let's say, Instagram that was popping a few years ago, Mm -hmm. before TikTok really like scaled significantly, what did you have? You had a few graphically designed posts on, uh, on, on their page, some professional content, some UGC content as well, a bit of a combination of both. Last few years, the trend has obviously showed us that for the most part, most industries UGC is performing the most, uh, is performing the best. Right. Now, we also understood that for brands or for agencies, it's not always cost effective for them to be working with um, third party providers or uh, agencies like us. It's a great solution what we provide, but it's just not for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for brands and for companies that have a ton of products that they launch, like electronics, apps, games. There's too many products that are coming in and out like that they need a ton of content for. So for that, sometimes it's just not reasonable for them to Create a new brief for them, Uh, start shipping out products to different creators, paying agencies Mm -hmm. like ourselves, which obviously we are very competitively priced. Mm -hmm. But of course, we have to take into account that there there are smaller businesses or maybe businesses that are on the opposite end of things, that they see that they need way more content that they would want to actually outsource to an agency. So what is the solution for this? is obviously start building out an in-house content creation team Mm -hmm. now building your in-house content creation team there's nothing revolutionary about it people have been looking for content creators they've been looking for social media managers but what have we seen from our experience is that they are looking for a content creator but then what they're advertising that job posting or that listing for is actually a social media manager. And that's where I've seen a ton of confusion happen. You're looking for someone to create content for you, but you think that person is going to actually handle your social media. Now, it doesn't mean that these are two exclusively different things, but they don't necessarily mean it's the same position either. Because someone who has the capacity of being extremely creative, coming up with a content calendar, writing, you know, attractive captions, scheduling the posts or publishing them and managing the community, that's one job. And then creating content, so then coming up with concepts, um, creating you know proper hooks, tackling specific angles that you need for your advertising campaigns, distinguishing calls to action, um, mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. optimizing creatives as you go. This is another another position. This is this requires another skill set. You need yeah. someone who is able to edit videos. That's not the same person as someone who can publish videos on Instagram or publish them on TikTok and manage the community. These are completely different things. That's and right. this is where we understood that there is this distinction that not that not a lot of people understand at the moment. Um so The point of hiring creators is really to kind of raise awareness about there's one position that is for a content creator, and there's another position for a social media manager. But that actually also brings up more questions along the way. So what makes a good content creator? Then we realize that the brands that are looking to hire content creators They're hiring content creators like they're hiring an administrative assistant in their office. They're asking them (laughs) for a cover letter and a typical CV, but then nothing really pertaining to the skill set that you need as a content creator. Yeah. So then that's also how hire creators kind of started like coming about as a project and as an idea by itself. Now, we spoke about it from the brand perspective. Trying to really help them establish like, what is the content creator position, what does it entail, and what are the skill sets um, that are needed for someone to fill this position. Yeah, just we
0: differentiating that. the two. Exactly. That, that is an important distinction. Like a lot of people, if you're not in the creator space, you don't understand that. Like, again, I use Kim Kardashian as an example, a big example. Yeah. But she's not editing the videos.
1: Yeah, she's not editing the videos for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. Even when she started off, she wasn't it's she's the talent, she's the creator, she's the influencer. Like that's how you got to put it in perspective. Absolutely. So if you're the creator, yeah, you're editing, you know, the product or excuse me, you're editing the video as well. But at the same time, if you're the brand, you want to hire a social media that's that's fine. Hire a social media manager, but that person's not the creator. Absolutely
1: that, not. That, exactly. that person
0: might take the final product and post it, but you need to hire a creator, uh, an exactly. influencer, yes, yeah, someone to actually do it. Now, of course, we're very fortunate. I think where uh, a lot of creators in the space now are so immersed in the culture and the creator economy yeah. that most creators, the talent, quote unquote, the actors or the actresses, those people have the skill set to be able to edit the product, to be able to Absolutely. right, be able to edit those videos, be able to. To actually do the SEO research, which is a big deal. You know, a lot of people like clients that I work with, they're like, Hey, so what hashtags should we use? And I go, Hashtags aren't a thing anymore, bro.
1: Yeah. And I go,
0: Really? And I go, Yeah. Like that's so, as a creator, that's also my job uh, to really be immersed in that culture and immersed in the creator economy. Because if you fall off for a couple of weeks, things change quick.
1: Everything is changing like crazy. It's so fast paced that even. For us, we work with a ton of clients with UGC Shop on a month-to-month basis. And when we had started four years ago, we would start preparing content like way ahead of time so that we're but now this doesn't work anymore because there's things that are trending and that are going viral, voiceovers, challenges, and those things are changing from one day to the other. So producing content one month in advance is actually like is not necessarily a good thing at the moment because you have to jump on things that are right now going viral so that the algorithm kind of rewards you for it and helps you expand your reach in a more organic at least, um, at least level. Yeah,
0: for sure. hundred percent. And then what makes, so what makes higher creators a little bit different? Cause I know you talked about yeah. from the brand aspect, but from the creator right. aspect, what makes it different than the others?
1: I totally. Know. So, Like we have um, brands, like we have a community of brands that we've been building over the past few years, we obviously did the same with content creators. So we were a bit different from the way that we worked with content creators um, than the different agencies where we actually got to know our content creators better and better. And that's by engaging them through our Facebook community, through our Instagram page, doing webinars and some training sessions um, online to kind of pass on these tips and tricks that we've taken from platforms, let's say like TikTok, like TikTok's creative agency programs. So um, with with that being said, over the past few years, we've also made so many amazing relationships with content creators that we understand also the different struggles that content creators have. And for us as UGC Shop, there's so many brands that can come through our platform that we can also outsource to content creators. So we were constantly on the lookout to kind of figure out What more can we do for content creators to kind of help them make a living out of what they do so well, right? They do it so well. And then we started checking and we started seeing that I would say maybe 90% of the content creators that are on our platform, they have other kind of full-time or part-time jobs that they're doing in -hmm. order to cover rent to cover their living, whatever they need to, you know, obviously make a living for themselves. And then the rest are essentially freelancing. And they constantly also have this struggle of, you know, okay, I got to find like a brand ambassadorship because that would give me a bit more of a recurrent style income. Or I have to, like you said, do a ton of prospecting, uh, cold calling, cold prospecting to figure out like okay maybe i can get a new brand from here i can get a new brand from there but that's not always sustainable and obviously that's not sustainable if you're just more than one person obviously like you you had baby girl recently and now you're supporting more than just one person or a couple you have a family right Mm -hmm. and so from that idea um we kind of just had the thought of let's just see like let's just out of curiosity, let's blast out a thousand. Um, let's blast out an email for a thousand of our creators and ask them. First of all, do you have a part-time and full-time job that is not related to content creation? And the majority said yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And then we asked them, what if we? helped you find a job in content creation where you would do it on a part-time or a full-time basis, but on a regular basis, right? So that you can actually, like it will help you out with your cash flow. Would you leave another job and then pursue a career in content creation? Yes or no? And out of the thousand people, that 80% of them answered yes. Wow. And from that, wow. we were like, whoop. Game this is it. A- Game changer. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, there's so many new clients um, and projects that we can bring in through UGC Shop that we can outsource to our content creators. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. we realized that a lot of the brands that we work with also, at some point, they just want to start building out their own in-house content creation teams. So we decided that it would make sense for us to create some sort of alternative way of working with our team as well as an alternative way of working with our content creators. So it might not make sense anymore to outsource them for one project, for example. But if you're one content creator that is truly passionate about, let's say, fashion, you're based out of L.A. And then we have a brand that has, you know, they launch around... 10 new uh, product lines a month and they need someone constantly making content for them. Constantly. Mm -hmm. They don't even have time to take, to receive the products, ship them out to content creators, get back the content, edit them and schedule them. Then the best solution for a brand like this is to have someone to work for them full-time or part-time. And then for us, It's our pleasure to also make that connection. The way that it works is extremely similar where we take all the profiles that we have within our community, but instead of uh, asking our content creators, are you interested in working on this project that is obviously a short-term project or would you be interested in pursuing a position at this company? Yeah. And then if they say they're interested, we shortlist the candidates that match the profile that we think would be a good fit for the brand and then we shortlist them and then we present them to the brand. The brand, similar to a typical, more traditional, let's say, way of hiring people within their companies, they take a look at their profiles, and those profiles are not CVs and resumes that are traditional. You want to see the way Mm -hmm. that they shoot content, that they would follow the brief, that they would edit the content, and how they would represent the brand themselves, right? So it's a bit different. It's a more modern approach to um to job uh, applications of course
0: yeah just and looking at you know something like a linkedin where you're just submitting to a doesn't brand make sense. And, yeah and you're getting you know if you're a brand you're getting fucking 500 applicants and you're just sifting through resumes and it, that's a full-time job too like having someone in hr absolutely That, that is yeah, it's,
1: more than a full-time job yeah. it's exhausting that's and it doesn't make sense right you can right. go to the best university in the world it just doesn't mean that you can you know what cap cut is <laughs> like literally yeah.
0: it's yeah so. it's, it's and you know also as a creator too i feel like um you just don't if you want to be a creator like that's the one thing i realized that it, it yeah. took me getting laid off at a couple jobs due to the pandemic and some other things to where i was like i just got to go all in on this creator thing and it was the best decision i ever did especially with you know, my daughter uh, that just showed up. I mean, it's it, to be able to. I mean, I look, look. I got this little plate. <laughs> there's a little. She's here now. There. Yeah, yeah. She well, she yeah. I had to. <laughs> I had to get a go because she's. You know, yeah. She's getting fed right now. But yeah, she was in my office like you know most of the day today, and I'm yeah. creating videos and editing videos, and she's just in the background. Yeah.
1: Like yeah, yeah that's
0: <laughs> to be able to do that and to have that freedom. I knew like long term, this is what I wanted to do, and. You and you're really able- good
1: at it, so as you should.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And that that was the one thing that I always did on the side and all my other friends. You know, that was something I did on the weekends or like after 5 p.m. when I got off my other job. I yeah. was just working so hard and I was barely making any money. I mean, maybe like a couple hundred bucks a month from creating stuff. Because a lot of For the sure. stuff in the beginning is going to be gifted. Again, like we mentioned, building a portfolio. Of and, your
1: portfolio
0: and I did a lot of that for a couple of years and eventually I just got really really good through practice like we all do at creating content but there was still never a way to all right forget this I'm gonna quit my old job at you know being a hostess and I'm gonna do this content creation thing yeah um because yeah. uh it was our man Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec that has a great quote <laughs> do you watch parks and Rec have you seen it no
1: I don't
0: Parks and Recreation, you got to check it out on a Peacock. It's yeah. a good show. I mean, but... I'm familiar
1: with the show. I just oh, yeah, saw okay. it myself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> S- yeah,
0: so for people that don't know, you got to listen and you know, watch the show. But Ron Swanson is the man, and he has a great quote that I live by. I have it framed in my office. Never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing.
1: Totally. thing. Exactly.
0: Gr- it's the best thing that you could do as a creator is just... Stop what you're doing. If you got to live with your family and save, you know, whatever amount of money you can, if you really want to be a content creator, you have got to commit fully to it. And that's what I love about higher Creators is now it gives people the opportunity to, whether it's work part-time or full-time, just to get in that space, to get in the niche, to get in the creator economy, because that's, that's the hardest part is like finding a job in the creator economy. You know, exactly. like... I was very fortunate because I worked at Monster Energy for almost a decade and I was in sales for a while and I was, um, you know, filling coolers and I was doing all the grunt work and driving around a Monster Energy van and all that. But then eventually I graduated and I got promoted into marketing. Yeah. And in that space, kind of like as I was messing around, I was playing with the camera. I got a GoPro. I started podcasting. Like I started doing these little things on the side and I realized, oh, wait a minute. I like this way more than Monster. I like this way more than working another job. So then I had to figure out a way to kind of freelance and do it on my own, but hire creators just kind of taking all that work out of it.
1: Exactly. And mind you, it's not that there isn't an abundance of these opportunities. Sure. There's a huge demand for content creators. Mm -hmm. It's just that what they're used to having right now is you work with a content creator on a short term basis, on a project per project basis. But then you don't realize how much time you're also spending finding content creators that fit your target audience, that also would properly represent your brand, that yeah. you know will understand what your brand image is and represent it properly, and then get the vibe of your social media and the content that has also traditionally performed well for you in the past. And then someone who actually knows your brand. You know, this is these are all so many different things. And then you as a content creator put so much effort getting to know all the new brands that you're getting and all these new partnerships that you're getting when you can also instead not like it doesn't take away from all of these opportunities that already exist people should keep going keep going and keep doing what they're doing but for other content creators that see this becoming more of Um, more of a career choice Mm -hmm. rather than kind of like a side hustle or like some freelance gigs. These content creators, they deserve to also have these opportunities kind of be presented to them and then pursue them, you know, because it takes away Mm -hmm. a lot from I mean, from the stress and the anxiety of figuring out how you're going to make money the next month or how you're going to sustain yourself and then instead of using that and then channel it to become more creative, you know, right. and mm-hmm. commit yourself to the vision of the brand and what the yeah. brand wants in terms of, you know, the content that they want to push out there and promote for their audiences. Yeah. So we wanted, it's it's not to take away from what already exists in, in the economy right now and in our industry. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. just to provide an alternative solution to brands that do not necessarily want to hire um, agencies anymore or don't don't know how to hire someone in-house to kind of build out that team internally. And on the opposite end, we have content creators who are looking to take it more from a kind of freelance or side hustle kind of thing going on that they have and then push it more in terms of this is a career of mine. I want to pursue this on a more consistent and on a more permanent level and yeah. from there that's why we only allow with higher creators projects that are on a part-time or a full-time basis so it's not like a small um project, One project at a
0: time yeah
1: exactly they have to commit yeah. to a number of hours per week and per month working together
0: and then what is a so what does a brand or a creator have to do to to get started with that is there certain qualifications do you have to have like a certain amount of following or something on social or how does that work
1: in terms of social media following, this is not something that we look at neither for UGC Shop nor at higher creators. Because early from really early on, we understood that you could have a million followers and then not necessarily mean that you can create content for brands. You can create yourself you mm. can create content for yourself. You know how to market yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's totally mm-hmm. fine. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to represent another brand. Nice. Um, so in terms of social media following, this is not necessarily something that we look at. We look at more um, the way that you shoot content. You have mm. to be able to shoot content in a way that is creative, um, that takes into account things, like I said, that are going viral, that are attractive um, to NI, that make people essentially like stop scrolling and want to learn more or if it's not really about like how creative the content is and how it's edited etc then we're looking for people who know how to speak in an eloquent way about a service or a product so that it makes you feel by the end of the video like oh my god i need to make this impulsive purchase or now that the creator has spoken to me about this product from their specific you know experience and giving this you know, genuine testimonial. Now I can relate to it. I trust it more. The mm-hmm. brand is more credible for me. And that's why I will make that purchase. So that's what we look for in terms of the applications. And what a, uh, what a company needs, uh, sorry, what a creator needs to do is just go on our website, hire creators.com, and apply as a content creator. Once they apply, we will be reviewing your profile. And for higher creators, we do um, an actual uh, interview process with our team so that they can join our roster of content creators that we are helping them find um, uh, jobs worldwide. Mm -hmm. Um, So they'll just need to join our roster, essentially our community of content creators. And once they're uh, approved, every time we get a job listing that matches their profile, they'll receive a notification about it and they'll be able to apply for the job. And um, in terms of brands, the brand has to uh, go our website and they have to also submit a job listing. We will also be reviewing the company, uh, the company itself, uh, the team behind the company, make sure also it's aligned with our vision and our values. Um, and then once we have uh, the company profile, we help the company essentially put together a job listing because... A lot of, like I said, a lot of the times the jobs, they don't even know what they're looking for. So we help them really put together a job listing and then we blast out this job listing to all the people that are within our community of content creators that fit the profile. And then we shortlist the candidates who are interested and that we think would be a good fit. We set them up with an interview with the brand. So then we are present on the interview and we kind of help, you know, moderate it. Um, So the brand and the content creator, they get to know each other. They see if they vibe well with each other, if that's a good match. And then afterwards, um, the brand lets us know if they'd like to move forward with the content creator. Whoever they'd like to move forward with, then we essentially connect directly. And then um, they get signed on. They have to sign, you know, the whatever onboarding kind of process that they have internally within the company. But essentially, as soon as they sign the onboarding uh, agreement or contract, they become they become part-time or full-time employees within that company. And then Hire Creators is essentially um, done with their job.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I love about it is you're not you're not freelancing here.
1: No. Absolutely yeah. not. This so, is the like, opposite of freelancing. Yeah.
0: So, as a content creator, this, so this is twofold to me. So, as a content creator, if I go to Hire Creators, and you, Hire Creators, will do whatever you can to match me with the perfect brand that aligns with everyone's values and goals from a content standpoint. And then as a creator, I'll actually be a employee. I'll, yeah. there'll they'll be an onboarding process just like there would be if I was a, a regular employee, whether it's part-time or full-time. Totally. And now I don't have to worry about the whole, like, you know, the shitty <laughs> lack of a better word minutia of like going through the DM loophole sending out emails, trying to find brands to work with. I'll just work with this one specific brand that hopefully, based off our values and goals, if I'm into fitness, hopefully it's going to be a brand about fitness or health or something like that. Exactly.
1: And you're getting to know the brand more. So even the content Mm -hmm. that you are producing, you have access to all the data, you're looking at them, you can help optimize their creatives, you can represent the brand better, you know what works and what doesn't work. And then, of course, I mean, eventually we hope that our amazing content creators can become the superstars within these brands. Afterwards, maybe they'll start leading their own in-house content creation teams. They'll start hiring content creators under them to produce more and more content. Because at the end of the day, Every brand needs more content. Like there's yeah. not one brand that says, okay, I've had enough. Like I'm good. Right, no, right. the more content, the more testing that you can do, the more content that you can push out on your social media channels, the more reach that you can get organically or from a paid perspective. It's just yeah. endless. So and once you, know, you have that set up, you're good to go.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as as far as the brand too, what's, what's great uh, about what you guys are doing over there is because I worked with a lot of different brands in particular recently, just this past month, where it was a a laser show company. So it was a a company called um, Pangolin Laser Systems. Mm -hmm. And they're the the global in laser systems. They do, you know, lasers from $10,000 that DJs use, you know, all the way to $70,000 that you see in like EDC and Beyonce and Justin Timberlake, like all these folks, these production companies buy Pangolin Laser Systems. So they brought me in uh, last month in Orlando at their head office, and I pretty much taught their team social media, creating content, using CapCut. So I've done this for a few other brands before. But what's interesting when I work with these brands one-on-one is they they don't understand because just what you mentioned before, they don't understand that you can't just create one piece of content and it lives out in the universe and you're going to generate revenue from that piece of content. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has to be an everyday thing. You have got to create content every single day, sometimes two, three times a day. Absolutely. And again, to, to go back to Penguin, what they did is the the tools that I gave them to implement, mainly it was CapCut, using content on their phone, trending sounds, SEO. So I taught them kind of all that stuff so that way they could generate content on a daily basis. They've been able to post in a month. They've been able to post one piece of content using repurpose.io, which is a great platform. And they've been able to post one piece of content on Instagram. It goes to all their platforms, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube Shorts, all that. All their vertical content. They've gained 10,000 followers in a month and they've generated over $100,000 revenue. Amazing.
1: Amazing.
0: And again, this is not... Tony. Just is not, some
1: guidance. Yeah. Just some guidance. A little bit.
0: Tony's not exactly. the guru here. It's it's the fact of brands need to understand that uh, a company like Hire Creators going to that spot and finding someone like myself or the thousands of other creators you guys have on there, finding someone that knows about that stuff and that could generate content for you on a daily basis because that is how you're going to get their name out there. You know, it's... it's we. I think a lot of brands that I've worked for in the past... Before I was a content creator, they think that billboards, yeah, are the future. Right? They're still stuck in that mentality of like, let me spend ten thousand dollars on a radio ad, let me spend fifty thousand dollars on a TV commercial for Hulu. This is not. This is not the way right now. It maybe that's the future in ten years, but right now it's vertical content. It's yeah, thirty to sixty second clips. It's TikTok. It's knowing the algorithm, knowing the SEO, knowing those hooks, the revert, like that type of stuff. If you're going to really buckle down on your computer as you're a brand and you're going to do the research, ignore the rest of this podcast. I mean, if
1: you're still resisting it at this point, then you're so late in the game, like you're way too late in the game. It's yeah. what we're... What we're kind of looking to find, basically, or who would be able to really take advantage of the services that we provide are those who acknowledge that we need, we just, everybody needs more content, Mm -hmm. but they need to kind of figure out a new strategy about it, right? right? Because strategy doesn't make sense to just, you know, find 10 different creators a month and then send them products. It can be Mm -hmm. so costly. Agencies are amazing agencies like ourselves of course i, I don't want like where it's it's it doesn't take away from what the agency provides it's just right. an alternative for mm. those who agencies it doesn't make sense anymore to outsource it because they have a ton of need that they can't just outsource everything then That's at right. this point if you have all the resources that you need to kind of scale your content creation game then maybe what you should be looking at is changing your strategy that's right. So that's where we come in. If UGC Shop is not working out for you, or if that's not the solution for you, then how about hire creators? Mm-hmm. And that we also, of course, help you. Like we provide you with the resources and the consulting and all the guidance so that you don't have to go and make these mistakes by yourself, right? So we help you and we guide you along the way so that by the time. You have you hired your first content creator. You already have a good understanding of what you need. How a brand brief is created. What kind of content you need to produce. And from there, it's a trial and error for anyone. No yeah. one knows what kind of content performs well for brands. But what's un, what's important to understand is looking at it, looking at the da- data behind it, and understanding why did this work and why it didn't work and why it worked okay we understood why why that's good then let's try to replicate whatever worked. whether it's the creator's enthusiasm maybe it's the angle maybe it's the video duration maybe it's the video style all of these things when you have someone dedicated for the job they're going to be able to come up with these kind of analysis way quicker optimize and of course scale as you go
0: absolutely and again if you're a brand out there you need to get ahead of this stuff. You know, if if you want to be successful, the creator yeah. economy, like we mentioned earlier, it's it's a billion, a multi-billion dollar industry. It's on track to be one of the most fast gr- fastest growing career paths. Uh, I think in 2024. So if you look at that, that goes to show you the creator economy is not going anywhere anytime soon. And you know what's great about what you guys have been able to do is just shift. So you yeah. you've been able to kind of change. You got the UGC shop, then you got now hire creators. Adapt. So you've to, yeah, you got to adapt, and you're you're evolving with the economy. And I think that's what a lot of brands need to to get past, where they got to forget about what they know and they got to outsource that and find creators that are you know knowledgeable. And, and not only that, but you know you look at like me. I'm a little bit older. I'm in my late 30s, but uh, a 15 to 20 year old might know a little bit more than me. But what's yeah. great about what I'm able to do is I do my research. I go hard with stuff. And that's what I love about what you guys do is you already know the hooks, you know, all the SEO stuff, you know, all the type of stuff that you need to uh, know, not only to be successful from a brand standpoint, but as a creator, you're giving those creators a platform to kind of spread their knowledge as well. And, of course. and, and that's what we need more of, I think, because as community, I love being a part of the creator economy and I love it as a title. And yeah, I, I I love people's look on their face when I go, I do, I create content, I make podcasts and they're like, oh, really? That's awesome, bro. But like, three that is four awesome. Year, yeah. But three, <laughs> four, three, four years ago, these guys are rolling their eyes at me, you know, and they're like, oh, really? I know. Like,
1: I think sure? exactly. I think we've no. reached a point where even me, like a few years ago, I would be out and I'm like, what do you do? And I'm like, we make TikToks. <laughs> 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 People would look at me and like... It's more than this. Yeah. It's not just a TikTok video. There's like yeah. concepting, there's creative strategizing, there's execution, there is editing, there's partnerships, relationship building, etc. Yeah. But I think what I'm mostly like proud of um with Higher Creators and UGC Shop and honestly like Ultimately, this is really what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to achieve a situation where everyone was winning, right? Mm -hmm. If a brand has good content creators, producing good content for them, this is going to take your business to another level in terms of traffic, in terms of followers, in terms of sales, in terms of generated leads. It's just going to take you to another level. So if you help a brand get amazing content, or match them with amazing content creators, you're helping a brand be taken to another level. So that would make me, of course, feel extremely proud of. And on the other side, helping content creators who are, whether they're doing it as a side hustle, freelancing, just making some extra cash. If I'm providing that opportunity for content creators, and I'm grateful for that, and that makes me happy. And then on top of it, for the content creators that are even more determined and have more passion about it and who want to pursue it on a full-time basis, if I can be a part of that and help an amazing brand be matched to an amazing content creators, and this relationship be formed, then everyone's winning. They're winning, they're winning, and we're winning, so no like one that. has anything to lose. So that's really what we're hoping to achieve.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, on that note, Tracy, just, <laughs>
1: um,
0: I can't believe we're almost at an hour already. Crazy. Yeah, and that's it. This is like a time warp in here at flies Wow. Uh, but listen, I'm gonna leave all the links and everything we discussed, uh, hire creators, UGC shop, all that jazz, along with uh, social medias. So everyone, if you're just listening to this, check the episode notes. I'll leave all the links there. But Tracy, if you can. Give us some final thoughts. If people need to check you guys out, where can they go? as many shout outs as you want. Go ahead. Floor is yours.
1: Absolutely. So for content creators, um, if you're looking for a part-time or a full-time job, something a bit more consistent, um, I would suggest that you sign up to hire-creators.com. Just submit your profile. We're going to get in touch with you, hop on a call and kind of discuss how it goes, um, help you figure out the process. If you don't have a ton of experience and you're still trying to figure out what you're good at, which niche is really your thing, then join UGC Shop. This will help you test out different kinds of content, um, different industries, different niches, and kind of until you figure out what you're really good at, what what really is your forte. Um, Brands, get in touch with us either way. We can talk with you and kind of discuss your options, whether maybe you can try it out on UGC-shop.com. So you also get a hang of it, you can understand what is the important information that you need to be passing on in order to create content that is the most relevant and that will perform best for your brand. Because if you don't have a good understanding of what you're looking for, there's no way a content creator is just going to figure it out on your behalf, right? Doesn't mean that the content creator won't be the one who's the creative force behind it. No, the creativity, we're responsible for it. But passing on important information from the brand to the creator that's on the brand. And we find our biggest struggle with, with with brands are the ones that don't have a good understanding of what they're looking for. So for this, I would suggest try out a project or two on UGC Shop till you kind of figure it out. And then once you feel like, okay, this is my thing. I know I need to invest uh, more into it. I'm ready to kind of Um, uh, dedicate a full team for it go for Hire Creators um, -creators hire-creators.com but either way reach out to us Um, we'll kind of talk it out with you we'll get an understanding of what you're looking for what your budget is what are exactly the requirements hours dedicated for the position and we can suggest um, the best way to go about it either way get in touch and we'll help you out
0: (laughs) I love it, All right. well that was great listen Tracy thanks again for the time appreciate what you guys do This was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah.
1: I would love to. All right, cool. This was my first podcast, but I'm (gasps) I'm getting the hang of it.
0: (laughs) You did great. You did great. Thank
1: you. (laughs)